Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Not only is Bluehost Cloud our fastest web hosting available, but it's also built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake-me-up-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi. Let's dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin was trading up 2.2% over the past 24 hours at $45,112, while Ether rose 1.2% over the same time period at $2,266. Today's mover is PowerLedger, ticker P-O-W-R, down 29% on the day. In traditional markets, both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 were up around 1% on Friday. Stock futures are mixed this morning. And in commodities, the Brent crude benchmark was trading at $76.88 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold was trading at $2,030 an ounce. For more on the market action this morning, let's bring in Sean Farrell, head of digital asset strategy at Fundstrat. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Sean. Now, we got to talk about what everyone is talking about, what everyone has been talking about, the spot Bitcoin ETF applications. What do you think happens today? Well, uh, today, I think, you know, well, on Friday, backing up real quick, we saw all of the issuers file their 19B4s, which is one leg of approval. Then today, either today or tomorrow, we'll probably see word come out about an SEC vote uh, on those 19B4 approvals. And then unbeknownst to many, there is another leg of this journey, which is the S1. We're seeing the S1s roll in this morning. You know, we're going to have to wait on approval of those S1s to actually get these things live and being traded. Now, what do you think happens to the price of Bitcoin if the approval comes through? Those S1 filings, of course, this morning had the fees for various different asset managers. The price of Bitcoin jumped on the announcement of those fees. What do you think happens to the price of Bitcoin? Does it jump even further or does it decline? Yeah, look, I think uh, the prevailing narratives, especially among crypto circles, has been that this is a consensus sell the news event. Uh, many are basing that on prior precedent of you know CME futures launch back in 2017, which 
you know, marked the Pico top of that cycle, and as well as the launch of ProShares Futures Bitcoin ETF back in late October 2021, which pretty much aligned with the top of that cycle. But, you know, what that fails to recognize are the different macro contexts, you know, with each product launch. Both of those product launches were at the tail end of very long, enduring injections of liquidity, and we're just on the precipice of a, a new tightening cycle. And the macro setup here is just completely different. You know, of course, there's also completely different players. And uh, I'd be surprised if Larry Fink and BlackRock and all of these blue chip asset managers, if they come out the gate flat, you know, I would be very surprised. So, you know, I think it's right to expect some, you know, some price appreciation here, especially post-launch. Yeah, and so we're not uh, we're not in the sell the news camp. Certainly, you know, there is a life to that rally. And after a while, we'll just go back to focusing on macro trends and we'll be subject to the same factors that we were before. But in terms of the ETF launch itself, it's we're in the buy the news camp. All right. So you're in the buy the news camp. What do you think happened to the price of Bitcoin immediately after the approval? Uh, immediately after? Uh, <laughs> that's that's tough. You know, I think um, we'll certainly see some volatility. The good thing is that last week after, you know, I'm sure everyone that pays attention to the market noticed the pretty substantial drawdown across the entire crypto space. We saw some pretty significant liquidations and we kind of cleared the board from a leverage perspective. So that is a good thing. Uh, funding rates are still pretty neutral across most majors and big alt. So, you know, I, I think we probably have some room to run higher. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, get north of, of 50. Of course, on any super strong move higher, there's bound to be some volatility involved, uh, you know, bidirectionally. But, um, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see us crack that 50 level. So north of 50 on the approval, I got to ask you, last year, Fundstrat managing partner Tom Lee called for 180000 if the ETF was approved. That was in August last year. So a lot has happened since then. Do you think that we could hit that this year? Hey, anything is possible. Uh, we're going to be coming out with our outlook next week, where we'll have our price target ranges for Bitcoin and ETH and perhaps some alts. But you know that was a that was a longer term target. I think that'll take some time to manifest. But I, you know, that's certainly within within our sights. I'm happy you brought up ETH and alts because I want to talk about that. I know the headlines are being overrun by the spot Bitcoin ETF, but there's still a lot going on. A lot of our past guests have said that after this approval, we should be looking to ETH. What's your perspective there? Yeah, well, the implications of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval with ETH spot ETF applications waiting in the wings, the implications obviously are that the probability of approval for an ETH ETF at some point this year, those probabilities move quite higher, quite rapidly. And so it's likely that we probably do see a huge spike in dominance. But um, that might, you know, actually put in a longer term bottom for ETH BTC as, you know, a lot of traders start to eye up front running any potential approval uh, or speculation of an approval of an ETH ETF sometime in Q2. On the topic of ETH, are you watching the Ethereum ecosystem? If you were to make a portfolio allocation today, what would you be looking at? Yeah, so I mean, we, we offer these types of strategy insights to our clients. And, you know, we've been pretty um, constructive on leading L2 tokens. So you look at Arbitrum and Optimism, uh, they've rallied quite significantly. They're both at or approaching all-time highs and likely to enter what many fondly refer to as price discovery territory. 
you know, they have far and above the uh, most traction in the L2 space. So those are great places to be in our view. Uh, but then, you know, there's a longer tail of, you know, ETH adjacent names like uh, you have Lido and uh, Maker and some other other names that have been showing some life recently. So I think, you know, we're going to pay attention to which names are the strongest uh, once we do see that longer term bottom or substantial bottom in ETH BTC. Um, that'll give us more information as to how to position going forward. You mentioned Arbitrum and Optimism. Any predictions on Layer 2s or Layer 2 tokens that are going to steal the headlines, steal the spotlight this year? Well, you know, I think um, we finally have clarity over the Denkun upgrade, which, you know, for those unfamiliar, that essentially lowers the cost to transact on Layer 2 networks because it decreases the fees that the L2s have to pay to the Layer 1 to uh, submit data. And, and so, you know, naturally, I think... I think um, a lot of people are skeptical, but I think uh, the the fees and the costs of running an L2 and transacting on an L2 are going to impress a lot of people. We're going to see activity spike perhaps 10x from there, and we're likely to see a very strong narrative uh, around you know layer two and layer two ecosystems. All right, and I got to get uh, your thoughts on stacks. I know that was noted in Fundstrat's latest note here, uh, Fundstrat's increasing allocation for stacks. Talk to us about why. Yeah, so we've been pretty constructive on the Bitcoin economy, kind of grew out of early in 2023 when ordinals started popping off. Uh, there was a clear appetite for building on Bitcoin that was growing, and that kind of rolled into you know, broader use cases and broader scaling mechanisms for Bitcoin, you know, spending some time around stacks and other builders working on projects that, you know, are meant to scale Bitcoin in, you know, a similarly modular fashion as a lot of these L2s on Ethereum are building. You know, it became evident that this was this uh, appetite for building in this Bitcoin economy is not going away. And then, you know, we turned constructive on stacks, you know, several months ago with their you know, the progress that they're making on updating their network. They have a big a big upgrade coming in Q1 called the Nakamoto upgrade. Right now, Stacks is very clunky. To be frank, it's, it's unusable at this point. I mean, I've tried using it, uh, but, you know, this upgrade should get block times down to three to five seconds. And uh, it's likely we see a complete re-rating of Stacks, which is the only, the only L2 on Bitcoin that has a token and has a non-zero amount of TVL and activity on it. So. It certainly has performed quite well the past couple of months, but I think it certainly has more more juice from here. Okay, it sounds like 2024, we should be watching layer twos across the Ethereum and Bitcoin ecosystems. Just before we go a year from now, what is the price of Bitcoin? Uh, Jenny, call me at a bad time. I just told you our outlook was next, next week. Um, it's going to be higher. That's what I can give you right now. <laughs> All right, Sean, we'll have to have you uh, back on after the outlook comes out so you can give us a little price prediction there. Thanks so much for joining the show this morning. That was Fundstrat Head of Digital Asset Strategy, Sean Farrell. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sinassi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. 
spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.